This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet where we dare to talk about the topics that no one else will cover. Why is no one else talking about, you know, uh, Star Wars and The Mandalorian? Why is nobody else daring it's, to address it's dead um, whether The Crown on Netflix is any good? Why, why is no one else talking about dragons, lasers, spaceships, books, TV movies? I, I just don't get, like, how we're the only ones with enough cojones, mas grandes, to kind of take on these hot-button issues. I, by the way, am Dan Selke of WinnersComing.net, and you are? I'm Mia Johnson, editor over on Dork Side of the Force. How are you doing this uh, completamente en español? Oh, God, we can try. <laughs> um, Las noticias hoy en la, 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 la winter's coming. <laughs> El winter's yo... coming. Estoy mirando los programas de televisión. It's going to be terrible. Ooh. I apologize Again. to everybody. And that ends our Spanish programming. <laughs> I know like a little bit, but I mean, not enough to actually uh, make any kind of dent in anyone's knowledge or not embarrass myself. Anyway, um, not a whole lot of news this week, but there is a lot of stuff worth watching. So I figured we would just like dive in and talk about a lot of stuff that is on, that's coming out, that's new, and that we're watching, that I hope you guys may be watching if you have, chime in, and uh, let us know what you think. And I wanted to start, Mia, I think you got an advanced copy, did you, or am I wrong, of um, yeah. the Star Wars Holiday Special? Yes, and actually it's out right now. It's out as it is, of yeah. Tuesday, November the 17th, but I did watch it um, over like last weekend so I can have my review ready. Which is, um, which is rare because they don't usually give out advanced stuff. Disney over yeah, there. Yeah, for Disney Disney Plus, it depends. This one, I guess it was kind of low stakes because they're like, it's Star Wars, <laughs> but it's not canon. So, you know, go have at it. Okay. Was it good? Was it cute? How's, how's the holiday special? Yes. So this holiday special, I will have to give it a good rating, maybe a oh. solid B plus. Um, That's quite good. It, it It is what you get on the tin. It is a very <laughs> much kid-oriented, you know, special um, kind of reminiscent of the, gosh, the 1978 Star Wars holiday special where oh, definitely they celebrate yeah. Life Day and then it just becomes this hodgepodge of, you know, vaudeville acts, basically. <laughs> and, you know, some Star Wars characters thrown in there. Uh, but this one is, you know, they're like, okay, we're going to pull that in. We're not going to be as bad. We're not, you know, we're going to put some care and attention to it. Uh, and basically, so it's about Ray and Finn and Poe, and they are all celebrating Life Day. And then but Ray not voiced is, by Daisy Ridley or John Boyega. No, yeah, right? this is the difference because it's only um, Anthony Daniels has returned for C three PO. Of course, um, we've got the voice of Lando and Rose Tycho, and I think that would be about it. And some of the Clone Wars people as well. Um, so yeah, Ray is like. She ends up going to this Jedi temple where she can go back in time and she can go meet like 
Anakin Skywalker and Luke Skywalker before he learns the Force. And, you know, then she gets caught up with Emperor Palpatine and Darth Vader. So that's... <laughs> it, it, to me, it's kind of like the robot chicken <laughs> of sure. you know, when yeah, it comes yeah, to yeah. this sort of thing. I can thing. see that. Uh, but, like, completely for kids. So, you know, no swearing, no no <laughs> dirty <laughs> jokes or anything like that. So it was really fun. Um, and, you know, maybe not a Christmas tradition I'll be watching every year. But for for the time being, it was nice to just kind of sit down and see Star Wars make fun of themselves. Um, I have a question. Yes. Is, <laughs> is, is there a reason that they're all Legos? Or is that just the aesthetic <laughs> they went with? Or is there a brand deal here? Yeah, like, Lego why is this like a normal Star Wars holiday special? Why you got to put Legos into it, it? it? It's probably easier for a lot of reasons, you know, to get everybody yes. back. It was probably not happening. You know, John Boyega's kind of like, I'm done for the time being. But um, yeah, I think it's just more so Lego has always done a bunch of specials with Star Wars. They have, have know, they? TV episodes. Oh, yeah. On Disney Plus, there's still some old stuff. They've done video games, actual like oh, figures. Actually, so. I didn't know that they, that they had Lego Star Wars episodes before. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. I, ju- I just found that out too <laughs> as of this week. So it's like, you know, it's just a fun way to do something, and it's it's really low stakes because it's animated, so you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, it, it is low stakes. That's true. I mean, so, so so this is you enjoyed it, but it's not like a towering Star Wars classic that's going to be enjoyed for years to come. Exactly. Yeah. It. I wouldn't be surprised if like it only makes a splash this year, and then that's it. You know, kid, it's more for kids, so kids can watch sure. it whenever they want, basically. Sure, maybe they'll be watching next year as well. And I will say, like, frankly, part of the reason the 78 special has endured so long, and tell me if I'm wrong, is because it's mm-hmm. so campily, ridiculously, weirdly bizarre, kind yeah. of bad and weird. And folks still remember it to this day. They remember, <laughs> like, what is Harrison Ford doing, like, a little dance or whatever he does. I actually haven't watched it, but I know, <laughs> but I know, but I know about it. And um, yeah. I wonder if it takes something that bad to endure in a way that maybe something like this might not. Although we don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's like the train wreck that you can't turn away from. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what that is. And um, as part of this, Disney had opened up a like virtual press conference with Anthony Daniels, who plays uh, C-3PO. And so I participated in that. Oh, it, was my, it was on my day off. <laughs> so I was like, I'll do it, you know, just to... Video chat, Anthony Daniels. Um, Not so and, fast, free time. <laughs> yeah, it was an experience, though, because they put a lot of us in this one room. And so you only had 30 minutes and not everyone could talk to him. He couldn't even see your face. Oh, really? I'm going to I'm going to call Disney out for that. I want, you know, I want some face to face interaction. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I didn't get a chance to call Disney out on anything. To, yeah, <laughs> uh, I didn't get a chance to ask him a question, but what oh. he did, what Anthony Daniels did say kind of about the original special was even he was like, he's like, it was a dismal experience. <laughs> and he's got a really charming British accent. It was right. a dismal experience. <laughs> and I just and now I have to go back to therapy because it unlocked all those memories. And I was like, oh, but he was really lighthearted about it, too. So you can tell, like, he knew it was bad, but. Hey, you know, it's, it's water under the bridge at this point. Yeah, I mean, he's been making a living off playing the golden oh, robot yeah. man for the past, like, 40 years. He'll he'll be oh, fine. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, maybe I'll show it to my nephew or something. Um, sticking with Star Wars, what did you think of the new episode of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? The heiress. My biggest takeaway from this, okay, and I'm I think curious. I said it all over the place, is that I think this episode 
should have been the premiere. This should have been the season no. opener for season two. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Um, well, what what are your reasonings for that? Okay, okay, I'll explain. Um, I know so, I hate it, but I, I don't know why yet. Okay. I think, well, we've already talked about how I've had kind of this, been a little unenchanted by how slow rolling they were with these first two episodes. I still mm-hmm. would have preferred to have seen something really dynamic that, you know, took the whole overarching story and gave you a lot of those pieces, which episode one sort of kind of did and episode two like you know barely moved the needle at all yeah so this one where it was like we had these really huge booms like you know mm-hmm. we've had bo-katan we had the name dropping of ahsoka and the jedi and Ma- we finally saw him off getting a peer we did in like, one of I... those classic uh, star wars hologram things yeah where he's just kind of <laughs> looking all malevolent and at his yeah. soldiers and you know, oh, that guy's bad news. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I, I like, also like that the Empire folk, or the or the whatever they are now, um, uh-huh. had American accents because usually aren't they like reserved for the British? Um, that's a good question. You know, technically, since they recruit from all around the galaxy, there should be a myriad of of you know accents. So the fact that they're all British oh, is yeah. very astounding. <laughs> there, there should be, but it's always like a thing, especially older movies, where like the British are coded as bad. Yeah, like the villains just tend to have upper crust British accents, and then they fight the heroes who have like the exactly. non-accented stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like this that. is the Mandalorian. It's 2020. We're we're going a little more progressive, and That's the American right. accented people can also be That's in the Empire. Right. Wow. Finally, but yeah, just to wrap up my point, I was like, these were the little drops of info that we needed. These weren't even like some of them were super duper huge. Still, like just the tiny reveal of Moff Gideon. Like we didn't even like come face to face with him. It was just that hologram. Right. And I was like, if we just had that to start off, start us off, and then I would have accepted us having like two filler episodes just to kind of draw out that suspense. But to me, I was like, we've already had almost a year of suspense between, you know, season one and season two. So I would have liked them to have started with this where it's a little more, you know, actiony right at the beginning of the season. Gotcha. Um, I disagree. I, I really do. Like I saw that first episode where he was with Cobb Vanth and they fought the giant sandworm ripoff was um, the best one they've had so far, definitely. And I mean, I guess that's like what we're looking for. Like, I'm not really looking for them to expand the mythology, whatever. I want to be entertained. And that was the best written episode. This one, I almost thought, moved a little too quickly. Mm. Like, and I've been pounding the drum forever about, I worry about them kind of getting up their own butt with uh, all the Star Wars (laughs) mythology stuff and making it less about what makes this show special and more about how it's a part of this larger Star Wars shared universe they seem intent on building. And this, it was fun. You know, the Mandalorian met um, some of his fellows, his colleagues, not colleagues, people of his, what is it? Like his creed, other Mandalorian warriors. Yeah, yeah. And he helped them uh, get some weapons they're going to use to take it back to the planet someday. Which was nice, and like he got a lead, but I don't think it was a better episode than the first one. I thought it moved a bit quickly. I mean, and the fact that they mentioned Ahsoka Tano is not like a oh that gets an A from me kind of thing. Like you got, like, is she going to be entertaining? I don't know. I thought that Katie Sackhoff was good as the mm-hmm. as, um, the main Mandalorian warrior lady, Bo 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 Katan. I think it's good. I've heard them say Katan. I don't like the way the hand <laughs> sounds. I the like end, that. But Bo Chris Katan, Mandalorian warrior. <laughs> Um, 
it was it was entertaining to watch. Always like Baby Yoda um, being babysat. That was cute. I, we really liked um, the frog lady reuniting with her husband. It was like, yeah, oh, that was such a huge are, moment. Are, are, are running, are hugging. That I don't was know really why, cute. but it was cute, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, to, to me, the first one, the first episode was really, really good. It told like a complete uh-huh. story from front to back. And this one was, I, I liked it, but I, I feel like it could have like slowed down a bit and Ooh, sunk in some of these character moments. And I, I, I am against giving them approval just because they move the story forward. The story, <laughs> the story is, is, is the journey, Mia. The story is how we experience <laughs> the time in between. That's what I want. And um, I just don't like the idea that just because it advances it, it it's automatically good. I That's, think this yeah. shows that it's Yeah, fine. I think it's funny how we are kind of diverging in the way. Because I think we were at first kind of on the same level where we're like, sure, well, you know, we, we like the way it's going. Oh, yeah. And now that they are kind of like dangling the carrot in front of my face, like, hey, what if we did explore more of like the Clone Wars characters and Rebel mm. characters? How would you like that? Or what if we just stuck with the, you know, the serial or the, you know, the the day to day sort of villain of the week story? So I don't know. I've, I'm almost leaning now towards the, you know, I want more of the story arc. I and I feel like at this point, it, it really is inevitable that they're going to be oh, building yeah. on this Dave Filoni-verse, and we've already got these live-action characters coming. And I do think I kind of like leaning into that. <laughs> I know the show is over. We've broken up. <laughs> it's not over. It's just... I, I get so nervous when people talk about that kind of stuff. I have a I have a mythology question for you that okay. I was a little unclear on. So, I'll try my best. Yes. Um <laughs> The whole point of what Mando's doing, right, is to get the child, Baby Yoda, back to his people, right? Yeah. So this episode, like, all of a sudden, he was like, I'm trying to get the child back to his people. If I can find other Mandalorians, they can help me out with, like, information. Mm -hmm. And then in this one, she said, he said, like, I I have to return him to the Jedi. And I'm like, is the Jedi his people? Is that what we're going to? Did that switch? Um, no, so it is, it has been like that. Uh, and when I rewatch season one, you'll realize that, uh, in the finale, I believe the armor, mm-hmm. this is when she kind of gives guardianship to him and she's like, you have That's to tend right. to these people. They are these magical sorcerers, you know, and they're called the Jedi. And he's like, you want me to return them to magical sorcerers? Oh, okay. Actually, yeah, um, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So she doesn't know exactly what Baby Yoda's species is, but she knows because he can use the force that probably the Jedi would be able to help him out. So I think that's where they're going with it. Okay. And um, we have a comment. I will read it in a second. Although, yeah, I just want to work through my head. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Apparently, so so Yoda's species, I thought they had like a planet or something somewhere. <laughs> Are they all the Jedi? Yeah. I, maybe we'll find out. So, uh, Muzi Mayakayaka asks, um, what does Sasha Banks do in The Mandalorian? Sasha Banks, professional wrestler, um, also known as Mercedes Veranado, I think, mm-hmm. her real name. She was one of the Mandalorian warriors. Um, she, she had a name. I forget what it was. It's Kosha Reeves. <laughs> Kosha Reeves. Okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think she's going to be like a giant presence. I mean, maybe it, it seemed like she it was kind of a walk on role, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really thought it was going to be something bigger than that. And then to see she was just part of Bo-Katan's crew, I was like, okay, I think this is probably literally going to be 
Oh, that's solid. It's perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I, I mean, actually, I wouldn't be shocked if she showed back up because clearly they're kind of they want to go somewhere with the Bo-Katan wants to take over Mandalore again, unless that's like a spinoff setup or something and they'll go there. So I don't think she's going to be a huge part, but they left the door open. Yeah, yeah, she could definitely return. She was solid. I mean, it's interesting casting professional wrestler types in your shows because obviously they are performers. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't quite translate like the yeah. um, the kind of performance you do in the ring to a show like The Rock is someone who made the jump in flying oh, colors yeah. beyond oh, yeah. success. But they're also like Hulk Hogan did movies back in the day. Mm-hmm. But they're also or Andre the Giant. I guess there's a long history of professional wrestlers coming into movies and stuff. But there's also a bunch who don't make it. And um, yeah, they only gave her one line, too. And was I it? was like. Yeah, even in that one line, it seemed like she did nail it as good as they could have. Really? So, yeah, I was like, who is this person? And I realized it was her. I was like, oh, okay. She was fine. But yeah. um, will she show back up? I don't know. And, you know, the, and the show does have oh. a history of taking fighters. And, like, because also Gina Carano. Um, yeah, that's right. Plays yeah. Cara Dune. It's kind of the same sort of deal. And she, did, and she did a good job, despite all the controversy that's yeah. befalling her right now. Let's see. We got a good follow-up comment. Ooh. What GOT character can you compare her cameo to so I can understand it better? Hmm. I would compare her to um, maybe like a random member of the Night's Watch, like Grin from the Night's yeah. Watch. He's there. He's kind of a a buddy of Jon Snow and Sam's. Was that uh, Ed Sheeran? No. no, no that would uh, be a no. good comparison, wouldn't it? Well, because I think she's going to come back. Because like, okay. when Mark Stanley was like, you know, he was there. He was like a, a fighter. He was with the Night's Watch. And then he was never really a giant character, but he was like one of the kind of secondary ones. And then he died um, in a battle episode. I could see that. So, so far, she's like that. She's a okay. warrior who doesn't have that many lines, but it's in the background. And will she come back? I don't know. What a fun quiz. I can do that better. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the Mandalorian. Any other thoughts on that before we move on? Uh, no, I think it's really heating up. Um, I don't know if we're going to see Ahsoka in the next episode. Probably number five I is the so. one that Dave Filoni directed, I think. So it should be exciting. We'll see. All right. Um, we we're doing some British accents there, oh, which, yeah. or uh, rather you were, I'm very, I, I, I like it by the way. I'm very impressed. Um, which is a little relevant because this week and I watched the crown, Ooh. the season four crown, most of it. I'm, I only have one episode left. Oh, wow. Um, by the way, Diane asks, have we watched the undoing with Cole Kidman and Hugh Grant? Who did not throw on HBO? I have not watched the undoing, hmm. although I've heard it's good. I know it's on. It looks interesting. I did watch The Crown this past week in the season four. Um, are you familiar with the, Are you familiar with, with the series at all, Mia? Have you oh, yeah, the we Crown talked a little bit about it um, last at some point recently, didn't we? Oh, I'm sure we did. Because <laughs> I'm drawing a blank now. Have you ever watched? <laughs> I think yeah, like an episode or two. And I did Fair say enough. I was this this season looked pretty interesting with uh, Princess Diana. It did. So I watched the first two seasons because um, I was interested. This, this is a, like a history show about the British monarchy from like the 40s on. And it's very well made. It always was. Like yeah. it's got this kind of like clockwork precision to it where all the period details are really sumptuous and the costumes and the sets and the actors are top notch like across yeah. the board. Like Olivia Coleman is the queen. 
You got um, Tobias Menzies, Game of Thrones actor, um, as her husband, the King Consort Prince Philip. You have all like um, Helena Bonham Carter as Princess Margaret, her sister. Like all these big names are in it, and they do great work. There's just something about like British chamber drama. <laughs> Um, like, do you know what I mean? Where, like, uh-huh. they all have, like, these mannered accents and they, like, banter, repartee back and forth yeah. in nice outfits, in period clothes. It just kind of feels comforting to me. Like, something about it, like a BBC Masterpiece Theater sort of thing. Yeah, it's it's definitely a style. I, I watched the first two seasons and I liked it. Uh-huh. And then I stopped because the stakes on this show are weirdly low like, yeah, it's about the British monarchy in the past 50 years, which basically means they don't really have any power. So they're all just kind of um, having these like pretty small problems <laughs> yeah. that, you, that that you could just solve by like stopping like stopping the monarchy. Like I, I always want to yell at the screen like, <laughs> oh, you don't want to bring shit in the monarchy. Who cares? It doesn't do anything. Get rid of it. and You'll have a nice life. But they're not going to do that. And so no. I stopped watching because it just, it wasn't, there was something almost a little offensive about like these really, really rich people watching them work through their petty little domestic oh, yeah. dramas. And yeah. I like, I, why is so much money on this? But I wanted to come back for the season four because I knew they were going to bring on Margaret Thatcher, played by um, Scully from the X-Files. Mm-hmm. And they were going to bring in Prince Diana, played by, oh, I forget her name, um, Emma something. And um, it's good. I watch it and okay. it's it has the same thing I liked about it before, which is like the richness, the detail mm-hmm. of it, um, just kind of the sumptuous British chamber drama pleasure I get from watching <laughs> well-dressed people banter in fancy rooms. There's just something nice about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and because these two people are in it, like Margaret Thatcher and Chris Diana, I, I do think it's more interesting just because they they add some tension like margaret thatcher is a huge figure historically um who had a a pretty kind of for ask me like corrosive effect on society and so like the 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 things she did are are pretty historically important so i I like seeing them do that and diana is like this figure who i i know like actually does shake things up a bit like so much of the series was just like i want to be my own person but you're, you can't, you're a royal. Okay, I won't. But like, she she doesn't go for it. Like she does divorce him eventually. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens in history. Um, so it, it's just more exciting because like it's actually going somewhere it feels like. Mm-hmm. And she, she doesn't die. I, I feel like that's next season probably. They don't get to that part. But it's just, it's it's exciting to watch even though I do like have this weird objection to maybe like the whole idea of lionizing royalty like this and spending so much money on a show depicting them so lavishly because mm-hmm. a big part of me is like just abolish it just abolish <laughs> the monarchy just do it what are you doing yeah. this is ridiculous but the show is very very well made and i do like the historical angle and i think this season is a bit more i don't know it, it, it's it's a little more um pedal to the metal exciting because Ooh. I mean, I think, frankly, like this part of history is just kind of exciting. Yeah. Big changes in Britain around this time. (laughs) Yeah, she's really a dynamic character just in real life. So for that to translate, I mean, I mean, it it sounds like it does translate pretty well on screen and and everything that she's kind of brought to, you know, shake things up 
kind of in the way, you know, like almost you can compare it to Meghan Markle or I wasn't oh, around totally during that Meghan time, Meghan so I can't say for sure. But even this one, this is, you know, what what's going on right now is really huge for Diana's son to basically step away from the crown. So, But again, OK, we're getting off topic, but like it, <laughs> it, it, it's huge compared to the stuff the royals do. But like, is it really that huge? You want to go and like get a job and live? Who cares? Like, OK, sorry, you're getting to my um my opinion on the royals here. <laughs> But uh, I, I think there's a definite Meghan Markle connection. But the way they're not, they're not going to cover that, apparently. They're going to stop before that, which I think is a change because yeah. you can play yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would have been huge. It's like, of course I'm going to do it. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> By the way, we have another comment from Vuzumuzi. By the way, tell me if I'm saying that right because um, I have no idea. Great explanation. Thank you. I like the way Dan can't pronounce my name. I tried. But he can say Khaleesi's name and surname properly. Oh, sir. It's all good. Watch the oh. By the way. I gave it Hello. my all there. I really tried to pronounce that, and I failed. I'm sorry about that. Um, anybody out there watching The Crown? Because as you can see, even if I have objections, clearly I'm interested, and I get kind of passionate about it. Yeah. Um, e- even though I have some misgivings, I-, I am enjoying it, and I am enjoying kind of um, the just just the splendor of it all, while also kind of objecting to the splendor of it all. It's a strange relationship I've been having with Maybe the show. Maybe that's the point. Maybe it's here to waken us all to show that the monarchy is is just terrible. Oh, it's gone no, on for way too not. long. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> also, like, the show is not anti-monarchist. Like, it, it's it's way too kind of, I want to keep saying, sumptuously made. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it, it shows people, like, living their best lives, and it, it has all this, you know, like, beautiful detail in terms of, again, the costumes and the sets and and the editing and 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 the production value, it, it makes the monarchy look way too gorgeous to be fully against mm. them. Even though it's and also I mean like part of it, there's like part of it. It's like Margaret Thatcher is sort of the villain in some ways in some episodes, but not all the time. It's pretty fair handed, I guess you could say. It doesn't really condemn or praise anyone, especially. But it just kind of shows what they did historically um, indulged, by the way. It, it's it, it's definitely a take with a grain of salt thing. <laughs> I almost wish it would like draw a clearer line. Like there are times when it like humanizes Thatcher, who like mm. apparently cooked in her kitchen for her cabinet members for fun. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you want to humanize her? You should maybe go in on some of the stuff she did and some of the effects she had. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. But the performance... But, but the performance is great. Like, Jillian Anderson is really, really good. Everyone's really, really good. It's just a well-made clockwork thing of a show, even if I sort of, I don't know, something in me objects to it. I'm not oh. quite what. <laughs> well, you can send your complaints to Netflix. As, uh, <laughs> as, as our commenter says, they say that Breaking Bad, Sopranos, The Wire, and Game of Thrones are in the top four GOAT series. Uh, Breaking Bad, yes. I'd actually never seen The Sopranos. The Wire, I love. Game of Thrones, yes. Oh, yeah, those three are great. I've not seen The Sopranos. Is that bad if you've seen The Sopranos? I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen it either. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> We're bad judgment of characters. <laughs> the Wire, though, is fantastic. This is Breaking Bad. And The Crown could be on a top, maybe top 60 list sometime. Really? Do you think? I think it's pretty good. Top does 60, this, yeah. Does this interest you, Mia? Does, does my talking about it make you want to see it at all? 
A little bit. I feel like I probably wouldn't have the same qualms as you about the monarchy or anything. Not that I, I'm like, you Get know, fighting to dismantle it, you know, whatever, whatever works in England works in, in or in Great Britain. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I, I'm interested at least in her story. I might even just skip all the other seasons just to get to her. I mean, I think you could. It, it perfectly yeah. fine. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Like, I am too young for Diana at all either. I mean, I think she was like technically alive when I was like alive, but I was like one or something. But she has like endured in the popular imagination, hasn't she? Like, kind oh, of yeah. this um, yeah. larger than life figure for whatever reason. It's kind of like it's, it, 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 it is for Meghan Markle or like Marilyn Monroe almost and like the kind of beautiful tragedy, like spiraling oh, down yeah. in the public eye kind of thing going on. But yes, definitely compelling, if a little objectionable. What's number five? That's a good question. OK, of our top four goat shows. I always love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I realize oh, it's not yeah. like peak TV, but it's, it's so <laughs> it's so kind of to me very important. The Simpsons, of course, I got to go with that. Of late, what have I loved, 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 loved? I'm gonna go with Buffy. I love Buffy. Really? How about you, Mia? If you would add another show to that list of amazing shows, I don't know. I'm kind of biased towards Westworld. Maybe really? aside from season three. Um, but that's one that really kind of, you know, it's rare for me to watch a show all the way through and not be like, eh, I'm going to, you know, skip this. Sure. I, I really, really enjoyed the first two seasons. I was like completely blown away. Very cool. Very nice. And, yeah. um, I should go get and some, uh, some more to think about one other show that I want to talk about before we sign off that, um, I actually haven't watched a ton of, but I do want to discuss briefly because it's just historical importance. Mm-hmm. is and i'm sure it would be some people's goat series not mine especially but some people's is supernatural yeah okay mia this show supernatural is you know a um supernatural kind of mystery drama where these mm-hmm. two dudes brothers go around in an impala solving mysteries and killing monsters um i don't actually have any like giant affection for it but i really respect the fact that it has been on for 15 straight Gosh, years yeah it started when the CW was still the WB and it carried over. Yeah, that's a granddaddy show. <laughs> it is. And it has a very passionate following of folk who have followed it from the beginning to the end. Mm-hmm. I have watched a little bit here and there, like over the years. Like, I mean, it's been on for 15 years. I have not seen an episode or two. Um, I always enjoyed it more or less, but I just wanted to salute it kind of. It's ending tomorrow. I think tomorrow it is. I mean, it's final episode. Carry on. And that's impressive. I mean, not many shows, especially these days, get past a few seasons in. And this for this to go 15 years of demon hunting, uh, God fighting occasionally. I think they fight everything. <laughs> you know, I don't know, devil wrestling, um, just supernatural rigmarole mystery solving is very, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I had a one of my best friends from college. This is like her number one show. So <laughs> I picked up watching it when we first met. Like we, we had like this tradition with a couple of our friends where we would go into one of the lounges of the dorms and really? which was really nice and luxurious because they would be like closed off. So you had like your own TV and you can watch. Um, so we would do that like every Thursday night, I think. And I stuck cool. around for that one episode, which might have been like season eight or nine. 
And then I was like, this is a lot and it doesn't seem like it's going to end. So I had to politely be like, okay, I think I've had enough of this series. But I do see the appeal. And I was kind of growing up in this Tumblr phase where I don't know if you've ever heard of Super Hulock, but it was like Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock were like just these kingdom fandoms um, over on Tumblr. So I got sucked into that. And so by osmosis, I was like kind of, into supernatural but it, to me it almost seemed kind of forced because i was like this is interesting but i just kind of in the at the end of the day i was like okay this really isn't for me i'll stop you know pretending which of the three were you kind of um in with during the tumblr war days oh sherlock for sure that was my number one and then doctor who would have been second um make you sense yeah yeah were you into the john Locke conspiracy um hmm, next topic <laughs> Oh, but it's such a juicy topic. I love that. Topic. I could talk about that for probably a week. I could teach a course. We should. On that, we should actually. do a Wood Club episode on that. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'd love to. That's a great idea. We'll do it sometime. All right, I'm going to pencil that in. <laughs> okay. Because you know what, though, it 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 does kind of relate to if you want to either talk about um, as we wrap up here, either you know these huge ships, you know what they call on Tumblr oh, yeah. and all of that. John Locke was a huge one, but also Destiel, which was Dean and Castiel, where. A lot of fans really felt that there was something between Dean and Castiel, you know, the angel. Which and I believe they, they confirmed of, in like the penul- penultimate. Yeah, they kind of did some too. fan service there. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like left open. So I don't know if in this final episode they're going to kind of seal the deal with it. Uh, but it, it's pretty interesting because if you're a fan of that, I would I would certainly take it as a win. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I find kind of that aspect of TV watching really fascinating, which is kind of only something that kind of was possible in the past 10 years or so when the internet was really robust and you could like make your wishes known where some shows, like you said, Doctor Who, Sherlock, Supernatural, um, just grabbed hold of the imaginations of mostly these kind of younger viewers who went on the Tumblr and still go on like the Twitter or whatever. And just um, from, from what I've, read and, and researched just really made a community of their own mm-hmm. and it was so kind of powerful and um well known that it reached the years of the people who are making the show and they put things into it and it kind of becomes um in the case of sherlock especially from what i again read sort of um its own entity and yeah. uh, has its own legend to it. Which I, I think it's really like yeah. just the, the, the way subcultures form around stuff like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm that living history. Uh, fun fact. Well, all my oh, pops are kind of like do down, in, down in my um, bookshelf over here. Mm-hmm. But during that last scene of Sherlock, I bought a Sherlock pop. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, Sherlock is alone. I have to buy this Watson pop. So <laughs> I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pitch in the other $10 to buy him. And now that John Watson pop is actually worth a little bit of money, too. So, oh. yeah, sometimes it's good to invest. Very nice. <laughs> all right. Well, well, we'll wrap up here. But I definitely think we should do a Wicked episode about um, all of that. Because oh, yeah. I'm be interested in talking to you, frankly. Um, and we are here on the Winner is Coming Facebook page live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk about all things, you know, fantasy, sci-fi, television, movies, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, other shows. And the Wit Club, if you're wondering, is a special club where we give you exclusive special videos and articles about 
I mean, topics that we can't even talk about here. And as you know, we talk about things that people aren't going to talk about here, like Mandalorian. Like, why is someone talking about it? I don't know. Um, I'll just put a link here if you're interested in learning more about that. Feel free to check it out. Other than that, we're available on iTunes and Google Play, wherever podcasts are available. If you want to listen to us on the go, and we'll be back here next week, we will be, although we'll probably pre-record the episode because of the Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. So we won't talk to you again directly for another two weeks. So until then, thanks for watching. Enjoy the holiday. Stay safe. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.